Welcome back, horse fucker. <laughs> oh, no, his headset's not fully on. There yeah. he is. No, but I, I, I did hear the horse fucker <laughs> a bit again. So That's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, hi, Zeke. Um, perfect. <laughs> well, speaking of horse fucking, uh, welcome <laughs> to Hardly Nowhere. <laughs> Oh dear, no, don't fuck Obviously. the horses. Yeah, that's, yeah. Don't wow. fuck the horses. Wow. Yeah, we don't need any Catherine the Greats in the, the listeners. Furries <laughs> um, are fine, name, bestiality, no. My name is Professor Turtle Pig. I'm joined by my lovely hosts, uh, Horsefucker and Celestia. Hi-o. How are you guys doing? Oh, splendid. <laughs> Zell's so mad that I didn't give her a cool nickname. (laughs) Zell's giving me like the biggest death glare. Zell, you can have mine. Do you want horse fucker? Because I will (laughs) gift it to you. No, I I don't want to fuck a gift horse in the mouth here. (laughs) That's good. That's good. Uh, But no, uh, horse fucker's name is Slurp Twerp. Hi, Slurp Twerp. How you doing? Hi, it's me, Uh, your boy, Slurp Twerp. And we're joined by Zelestia, by the way. You couldn't catch on to that. Yeah. I'm sure she's not upset about it. She's not upset about it at all, if you couldn't tell. Uh, And we have a recurring guest, Titties, um, who is also known as Steamboat. Nice titties. Very good. I wish that would give me something to do all day. Yeah, right. Sometimes it's nice to just like (sighs) just hold on to him and take a deep breath and just be like, you know what? At least I got a handful of titties. I do that with my balls sometimes. So. Less charming. Yeah. Why? Slightly, yeah. Why is it less charming? Do your hands smell like quinoa after? Yes, because my balls smell like quinoa. So there you, am I saying it right? Am I saying the word correctly now? Quinoa? quinoa? Yes. Quinoa? Yeah. Quinoa. We changed yeah. the pronunciation to quinoa in, in honor of you. Quinoa mm-hmm. sounds, it's spelled, it's phonetic, right? It's phonetically correct. So. You can't argue that. Can't argue that phonetically English language correct. Yeah, sure. For sure. It, it, as far as English anything word. can be phonetically correct <laughs> in English. Right. Yeah. Um Steamboat, it's been a bit since you last came in. Uh I don't <laughs> yeah, I I'm, say, not, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure. Oh good, awesome. Uh <laughs> Uh, I think was was last time. Uh, was it a ethically, uh, ethically, ethical non-monogamy? Let was that last one? I think so. Hold on, let me check because I actually just. Uh, no, the last one was episode forty-seven, consent and kinks. Oh Ooh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. good Fair episodes enough. with a steamboat. Thank yeah, you. for sure. Yeah, I only uh, cool. know that because I sent the link to some people the other day when they asked. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Well, we, like, hey. uh, we've had a lot of like interesting, I guess, like sex conversations whenever you've been here. And this one isn't necessarily not related to that, but it also has a nice nerd flavor to it, which we haven't like had a huge opportunity to dive into with you before, which is I fun. mean, to be honest, the overlap is intense. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So what what is it that you uh, I, I guess I'll let you kind of like describe what the topic is that you want to bring up today. Okay, so I think that it bears looking at and I I want to step out in front of this and, and say that I'm not necessarily the most qualified person to talk about this, but it's good for a conversation. I think we need to look at the possibility and the probability of 
role-playing games, uh, whether they're digital or tabletop, as a place to explore gender and sexuality when you're not really sure what you feel like. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, and as far as I'm aware, I'm a cis-ish cis dude, um, you know, like man, <laughs> but peacock flavored. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of like if- uh, What does that if, mean? Wait, hold on. What, wait, what is a peacock flavored man? I don't, I don't like that. Is that like quinoa like, balls? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like like my my gender is more like if um if Oscar Wilde was a dwarf like a Tolkien dwarf. Okay, oh, okay. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like okay, sure. All right. Like high heels and pirate hat, that kind of mm -hmm. man, you know. Right. For um, sure. I like it. It paints a good image. I th I, yeah. I think so. But um so I'm not necessarily the most qualified person to talk about that in particular, but I have had some experience with it. There was a lot of times where we'd be playing a tabletop game um, and I would just try something different or, you know, uh, I don't do it as much in digital games because I, mostly that's just for aesthetics because I'm going to have to look at that character for a really long time. Right. I'm ashamed to say that I was talked back into World of Warcraft uh, when Mists of Pandaria came out because someone messaged me and said, look at the panda butt animation. The wiggle is so cute. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Can't blame me for that. Cannot blame me for that. But I think it, uh, I think it does open an, an interesting space if you're playing with a group that you can trust. That it's a very, it's a very interesting, and and even more than just gender and sexuality, you can explore all kinds of other things as well. Like there, there are so many people that I found out had a thing for me because they kept uh, trying to get my characters in bed with them, and oh. you don't put you don't put two and two together right away, right? And they're trying to scoot their Minecraft bed next to you. Maybe yeah. they don't just want to hang out next to you. Like yeah. they just want their Minecraft bed next to yours <laughs> like, you know you know the first time i was like oh okay in character interaction and then like the seventh separate dnd <laughs> campaign in a row i was like maybe there's something going on <laughs> but, <laughs> good 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 it's a very it's subtle totally oblivious yeah. Um, yeah. i'm real yeah. i'm real quick on that yeah yeah, I feel like after maybe the fourth or fifth time that their character <laughs> slobs on your knob, then I imagine there might be something going on, you know? So, I don't know yeah. why this character keeps sucking me <laughs> off. I mean, it's just, you know, we're, we're in character is really all that it is. And this is you like know, the third just, different campaign with different sets of characters that this player keeps sucking fucking. my dick. Like, what's <laughs> happening? Friendly <laughs> fucking, you know, true Super friends awkward. lick each other's assholes. Right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I mean, That's what it's really confused. That's crazy. Yeah. You're going to be ride or die if you haven't had their genitals in your mouth, you know. Right. Yeah. Speaking of, I think the I'm a player in a campaign right now, and I think this is every single time I played Dungeons and Dragons, I think we've gone to a brothel at some point. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know what this says about me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> <laughs> but there's that slurp i think you were the you were one of my first ones that i that i did that in and uh, yeah there was definitely uh, Alex, a lot of notes you took about uh how many people i impregnated yeah. with my turtle seed oh, so wow. you didn't really keep track of your inventory very well but you definitely <laughs> made sure to jump yeah. out every time you betted a uh a sex worker a, a woman of the night yes priorities um, man. priorities 
exactly goodness well he was a monk he didn't get a lot of tr- time to smash otherwise you know so, so it's just like get into town and just smash smash yeah smash. as much as he can um Monks sorry are- so it's interesting that you mentioned about like the like I'm going to look this character's ass for a long time because I know that I've heard a lot of people um, because I'm on like social media a whole lot as a streamer. I mean, like three of us on here are streamers. So like as a streamer, you kind of have to be on social media a good chunk to kind of get your message out there and and whatever. Um, And on TikTok, I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of trans, uh, specifically male to female trans creators on there say like, Oh yeah. Uh, whenever I started, I was just like, oh, I just, you know, I play as girls so that I can look at their butts. Then I'm like, oh, well, I also kind of want to make sure that I look really cute. And then like after a bit, it's like, oh, maybe there's something more to this, you know? And and I think like, that's kind of like what you're talking about, right? Like it, it kind yeah. of gives you the opportunity to think outside of like your current life and what your life could be in a fantasy setting. And then think like, well, does it have to be in a fantasy setting kind of situation, right? And so it kind of allows you to ask those questions, right? There are two great truths to every role-playing character that anyone will ever create. One of those is that it is a way to live out something that you think is interesting or that you think should exist. And the other one is that no matter how you build that character and how you build that fantasy, it will have a part of you in it always. You cannot separate the character completely from who you are as a person because you can only develop characters based on what you know intimately. Right. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, um, it's like you, like whenever, whenever you act in general, like whether it's for role play, whether you're on stage, whether you're doing it in front of a camera, um, I was always taught like, don't try and put on a mask necessarily just because like people can tell you're acting or at least people that, that, that know you or, or at least know how people perform can tell when somebody is just acting. But whenever you can bring a piece of yourself to a character, then you're just being, it's not necessary. You're not going to have everything in common with a person. I should hope not because people play as murderers and serial killers all the time. Right? right. So like, you don't, you don't want to become that character, but to make it feel like a living and breathing person, there's at least a part of you in that character that you're portraying. And that's mm-hmm. what makes it fun. And that's what make it feel, feel uh, real. Right. Yeah. And also it makes it easier to play that way. Like if you were, if you were to try to play something completely out of your wheelhouse, you're still going to find a part of you that matches a part of that. And you're going to look for it. You know, like I, um, I used to play uh, wizards all the time. Uh, They're my favorite class in D and D and Pathfinder. Uh, I don't play them super often, but I, I really like them. And I used to do that because when I was growing up, my intellect was the only thing the adults around me cared about. I had no worth outside of my intelligence. And because of that, I started to cling to that as an identity. And so now every single system that I play, the first character I make is always a wizard, even if I never play him, just so I can understand the system from my own point of view. Right. Yep. Makes sense. Same with me and like monks or fisting characters, right? For a long, well, not literally fisting, but, but like kind of, but literally. also sometimes I've, literally fisting. I, I have know, never I've seen the games that I get recommended in my Steam. Some of them are literal fisting. Okay. 
Look, I per here, fun facts. I have never inserted my fist into somebody. Okay. Yet. 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 I, I but I have punched many people. But like for me, like yeah, a big part of my every week. Yeah. I have uh I mean like a big part of my identity for a long time was the fact that I did martial arts, right? And it's like that's just like an identifier for me. And it's just what felt comfortable. And so anytime that I have an opportunity, I don't even know how the game works. I don't know how it functions, but if I can punch somebody, that is always my first option. And I will play through at least one time as a this is what Turtle Pig would do, and he's fisting. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. are those are my two kind of like go-tos. Yeah. Um and it's easiest to play characters in my first run through of a game like that, just because like it it just feels right because there's a portion of me in that character, and in this instance, a large portion of me in that yeah. character, right? Yeah. And I understand um, that. Uh, that's one of the reasons. If you ever see me on uh, the D and D side of Twitter, you'll hear me bitch about Rangers every day. Every time it comes up, I will bitch about Rangers, and it's not because Rangers aren't cool. It's because they never write mechanics to back up the fluff that they give them. Um, I used to be an archer. I say used to because I haven't practiced in a few years, but I used to be an archer and I wound up playing in 3.5. I've played a fighter archer instead because they could do more of the things that I knew how to do. Mm -hmm. And at one point my DM said, no, you can't do that. That's not possible. And I said, yes, it is. He goes, have, have you ever shot a bow? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, no. And I took him to the range and I showed him and he goes, okay, well, mm -hmm. I guess we're ruling that different from now on, you know? So it's hard to speak on things that you don't have any like knowledge on you yeah. know and you can do your best to try to understand you can read all the rules you can totally envelop yourself in something but without experiencing it like with many things in life without experiencing it firsthand you can't really say here or there yeah yeah and a lot of this like a lot of my favorite games have very i started role playing with vampire the masquerade nice um <laughs> second or third edition i forget which that was my first role-playing game i was aware of DD, but i grew up doing the satanic panic and so we didn't do that right um, so you play vampire that's fucking hilarious and that right. is the alternative right as the, at that point i was making my own decisions i was leaving the house by myself i could do kind of what i wanted i just couldn't bring the books home right um but There's we only we one started book here baby <laughs> And they didn't read that one either. Nice. Um, they have Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Do people do D&D &D campaigns based on the Bible? They sh they must, right? There must they be a do. campaign based on the they Bible. They do. Yeah? There's, there's a whole campaign written like to be like the story of Jesus and like going through all of that in a Dungeons and Dragons setting with like a D20 and things. But it's written by the church. There are two different kinds of those. There's there's that kind where the church is like, hey, let's get in on this. This is a new way to speak to the youth. And then mm -hmm. uh, the other side where it's people like me going, yeah, I left the church a long time ago, but I still believe a little of it. So this is how I would play a cleric of Yahweh, you know? And yeah, that's cool. I wrote, oh. I wrote the stats up. I did the domains and everything. I picked war and fire, <laughs> I think, for mine. It was great. Oh, yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking how to do it in my homebrew right now of how to make a campaign that's like mirroring uh, the disciple, the apostles and everything like that. That'd be really dope. Sorry, unrelated. Um, You're fine. If you ever want like somebody to bounce that off of, let me know. I Religion and role-playing <laughs> role games, are they're my thing. <laughs> Perfect. So, awesome. Yeah. I was a good old Catholic boy once. So yeah, I, I, yeah. 
Um, so, uh, sorry, back, back on, back on topic, which we'll say a lot. You, you've been here before. Um, the, um, <laughs> us off topic. Never. No, surely not. Um, honestly, that was like one of like the close to odd topic, little like uh, side tangents we've done. That's, that's true. Kinda that's the most the subject. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, wait, shit. Sorry. You were talking about vampire. You're talking about vampire, the masquerade, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have yeah. talked about Dracula on this show before, too. Dracula suck your dick. Yeah, Dracula that's right. Dracula suck the dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm personally a Vlad Tepish fanboy, but that's separate than the Dracula thing. So Sure. Right. <laughs> he's, he's my patron saint of conflict resolution. Um, oh, shoving a spike in your ass? Yeah, I suppose that's one way to do it. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Not specifically that one. I was thinking more of like the Golden Chalice incident. Oh, but... oh okay. Yeah, sure. But um, yeah, no, I started playing uh, Vampire, and the thing about Vampire the Masquerade that separates it from a lot of the other games, the, the World of Darkness itself as a setting from other games, is that you're supposed to bring yourself to it in some degree. You're supposed to, it's there, uh, Vampire is billed as a personal horror game. It's not like cosmic horror, like Call of Cthulhu, where everything is beyond your control. It's personal horror, where things like will come up to you as a player and punch you in the dick. Right. Like, that's Ooh. the kind of that's the kind of gaming it is. And so at that point, you have to dig into yourself a little bit and look and see like, well, if this part of me were developed into a, into an entire personality and then it became an evil blood sucking, you know, demon for the rest of its ever existence. Yeah, exactly. And then like struggled, like the whole thing about BTM is struggling to hold on to your humanity mm-hmm. because if you lose it, you lose your character. Like, you know, right. you, you just become a raving monster and flee off into the dark and other other vampires will hunt you and kill mm-hmm. you. So you have to like do what you can to make sure that you're as humane as you can be so mm-hmm. that you can survive the long nights. And that brings a lot of interesting things. Um, I don't recommend playing it in a LARP setting though because LARP gets a little like superheroes with fangs after a while. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> the superhero things are an orgy when you're talking about vampires. I was about to like say that. Gonna, Just gonna I was about go... to say, does it get horny? Like I have imagine. never, I have never in my life, and I've been in a lot of them. I have never in my life been in a vampire LARP that didn't get me laid. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I was about yeah. to say, like it sounds, it sounds yeah, like it, it sounds would. Horny. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it sounds really yeah, horny. I mean, vampires are just People sexy that, and horny, and you're gonna if you're right. gonna LARP it, like it's just gonna happen. I'm sorry, like your genitals gonna get sucked. It's like yeah, biting, it's, it's like sucked. the neck, like all of that uh-huh. is like a very sexual kind of thing, you know. So yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I sort of say another thing about vampires is it kind of like eases you into the inspect side of the community because yeah. it's ridiculous to conceive of a vampire that would live forever and be strict like it just seems so oh, sure oh right. you would get Unboring. bored right you would get yeah bored i mean hundreds of years of the same genitals like after so many you've seen like if you've seen a vagina a thousand times you've seen a vagina a thousand times why wouldn't you want to take a peek at a penis right sure. like after a while if nothing else there would be experimenting going on for sure absolutely 100 percent. i've only been alive for 30 almost 32 years and i was like that's a penis sure like <laughs> you know so yeah i mean uh, yeah um fucking so it, on the video game sides of things mm-hmm. so like 
I don't know. I feel like I owe at least a, a, a part of me being as, I guess, like open-minded and everything about like sexualities and whatnot uh, is in part to uh, Bioware games, which like romance is always a big thing in Bioware games. And after I play through once as my, this is what Turtle Pig would do character, I'd be like, well, let's be a girl this time. So I'll play as a girl and I'll romance a dude or I'll be like, let's be a gay guy this time or let's be a lesbian this time or whatever. Yeah. And so like, I got to experience all of these different kinds of things. And like, you're right. like you said, you will put yourself into the shoes of your character at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so like, obviously it's not the same thing as going through a gay experience or a lesbian experience or a, or a female dating a male experience for me, but like, you'll still kind of like try and like imagine what that would be like and that helps mm -hmm. to allow you to empathize with other people and I and I expect if I was raised to believe that I was supposed to be straight but in reality I felt in some other way I think that would help to kind of like usher that along and like awaken those kinds of feelings even more so I never felt necessarily like that kind of pull but I did help to kind of like understand and I guess like empathize with other people more so because I did those things at an at a fairly young age right yeah right and it lets you experiment in like a safe and healthy way where nobody's gonna be obviously like as a as a younger adult or something like your history is not going to be like checked on your game for who you're dating or whatever sure. and like mm -hmm. the things that you do within your D&D &D setting or within your other tabletops and stuff aren't like easily looked at or searchable it's it's a, it's a very intimate thing between either yourself or you and a group of people that you you trust or that you've met and and are like capable of just having that like okayness around each other and yeah. so video games are super super important for that i think like definitely like as like when i was younger you know going on to like diablo or whatever like i would like flirt with all the girls like for like because that's what i enjoyed and then like i'd have like guys on the side just because they would give me like things for my <laughs> character you know and i was like oh but i'm not gay like, because there's guys in, in here too, giving me stuff. Like I couldn't be gay. And I just like, I didn't have the idea of, of like bisexuality or anything else. It was like, either like you're gay or you're straight. Right. Like the, those were, those were like the options growing up. So I was like, well, obviously I'm not gay because there's also guys giving me things and like yeah. giving me attention and stuff, you know? So it was a, it was a very innocent way for me to like experience and experiment with that before I even really knew what I was doing. Yeah. And like, I have a very odd sense of fashion when I have money. Mm -hmm. like you can't tell now, but I have a very <laughs> odd sense of fashion when I have money. Uh, the aforementioned pirate hat. I have one with a really mm -hmm. big, long feather. It goes nice. with my Gandalf pipe. It's great for Ren Fairs, but like, sure. <laughs> so sometimes like I really enjoy fashion and I really enjoy color work. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to work in a paint department and even th that was good for me because I like color work, not the other way around. But so I'll spend hours like I'll it, whichever whichever characters look like they would have the better outfits. I'll I'll just go and, and do that and then put together outfits for 30 or 40 minutes, you yeah. know, make sure I look cute and then run out and kill things. Mm -hmm. Um and so As they that's, say, glamour, glamour is the end game, right? That's that's yeah. that's 100 mm -hmm. what it is. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then in tabletop games, you were talking about kind of a, an intimate setting. Uh, it's less intimate than doing it in a video game by yourself. Um, 
at least less personal, but right. with the advent of uh, like safety protocols in, in modern tabletop gaming, uh, things like consent forms, um, as far as like uh, triggers, they have right. a content warning forms you can fill out there. It's like the X card system where if you're ever uncomfortable, you hold up the card with an X on it and everything stops and you talk it out. Those mm-hmm. things are making it even easier than it was before in, an, in a tabletop setting. For sure. Um, to be able to do things like that. And there's a book from, I don't know how far y'all go back with, with stuff, but there was a book in third edition that got really, really, it was a third party book that wasn't published by Wizards. It was a third party D&D book that was just complete. It became a joke. It was a meme. And it was called The Book of Erotic Fantasy. Oh. oh yes, I've I've seen excerpts from this book. It was one of those. It was one of those books. It was meant to. It was patterned after the Book of Exalted Deeds and the Book of Vile Darkness that came out with Third End. Um, but it was all about sex and relationships. And in addition to the full color photography instead of traditional drawings, and in addition to all of the weird spells like the the mage hand spell that would let you grope people from across the room which was yeah. questionable so, at best oh no so beyond super, super not okay but there were some things in there that were really interesting for people that wanted to i guess for lack of a better term tinker with their idea of their own gender yeah um, there were magical items there were spells that would let you physically shift into a different form than your own um, you also see that a lot in Vampire the Masquerade, where you've got, there's an entire discipline, a whole vampire power devoted to flesh sculpting, and you can mm-hmm. look like whatever you want to look like. And so the older that clan of vampires get, the less they look human, hmm. but the more beautiful they are. And it's so interesting right. to see, like, and not that body modification is is in any way tantamount to um realizing your gender but like in that instance they kind of you know and it can be a part of it it for sure you know yeah Yeah. and that's a part of it is looking the way that you feel and that's super important and even if you're doing that through a tabletop game a video game or what have you like being able to represent yourself in a way that you want to look is super important yeah and so stuff like that is is interesting and and then you come up with these stories and well, why, why does this character act this way? What happened here? What went on there? And you start asking questions of other people and you kind of get their perspective and you kind of, it all comes together and you're allowed to play something that's you and not you in a way that you can do whatever you want. And at the end of the day, everybody will just look at you and go, it's only pretend it's fine. Right. And they can say things like, this is just what my character would do. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm you know, on the, on the flip side of that. And it's like, oh, right. This is what your character would do. This has nothing to do with your personality or who you are as a person. Got it. Yeah. Wink. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think it's really important to have spaces like that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's like testing the waters of what you're comfortable with and what you want to be as a person, you know? And I think that applies, uh, I mean, like we've we've already kind of like touched on this, but it applies not only for, you know, like sexualities or or anything like that, but even just like, like, what do I want to be like as a person? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, so. Right and wrong and like what you deem acceptable and putting up your own like 
boundaries and things. It's, it's for sure for character, for character building. It's important. And like, I feel, I feel bad for like young Grizel who never got to play like D and D as a kid. Sure. Because like, I think like playing D and D, like, as, like I only started playing D and D when I was 22 or 23 was when I started. So it was super, super late. Um, and, uh, I think having that sort of like escapism would have been really awesome. And just being able As, to like yeah. experience that like with other people. Cause like all the like escapism that I experienced was like reading books, you know? Yeah. And so it was just like all on myself, all on my own. And so I think like, instead of just, which like, is great, but social great, stuff is also and, good, you know, right, and it's but important like, to have that. For sure. And books as written, you can only experience so much through a character that is written. Right. And that like they have their set like dialogue. You can relate to the character. You can say, oh, like we have like this in common with our childhood or like whatever. But like the story is going to end how it does. Right. And with things you have like agency. D&D, yeah. And with things like D&D, you have some sort of like choice as like how that life is written and like what you want to do and, and stuff. So I just think, I think more kids should be playing like tabletop games and experimenting with like their imagine imaginations more because it helps to create a more full and rounded person and then yeah also does help with like gender exploration and just like right and wrong and all that mm-hmm. other good shit yeah. yeah and that's a it's that's an important distinction because like books are static plot wise and having representation in books films are the same way uh, mm-hmm. is is great having representation is great but it's not the same as being able to influence it's not the same as being able to have agency in that story and so one of the things that you'll find in especially role-playing spaces is that the difference between having like a theme park plot where everything is like on rails like a roller coaster and you don't get to any say in it and sandbox plots where you really do influence the plot a lot right you can talk to anybody and do anything And most people prefer the latter. My first uh, whole probably seven years of, of vampire LARP, uh, not tabletop, because I played it under a good storyteller in tabletop. But my first six or seven years of vampire LARP, were, they were all theme park, and I hated it. I mean, I enjoyed the experience, and I loved my character because it let me be a part of myself that I don't ever get to be. For sure, but it was all, like, set in stone, like, okay, like, kind of like a... Um... They're kind of like the more, they're more so of like the choose your own adventure books when yeah. they're that way, or like the, the goosebumps, you know, or, or whatever, like turn to this page and this is what's going to happen. And it's like, but what if I don't want to turn to that page? What if I don't like these options and I want to go and do this other thing, you know? And so they both have their space for sure. And I can appreciate both styles. But having that sandbox situation is definitely preferable for just like experimenting and experiencing different things. Mm-hmm. As um, uh, back to what you were talking about, as far as like growing up, you know, like wishing you grew up with it. As somebody that um, I didn't play D, I didn't really understand what D and D was uh, up until very late, and then I realized that I had been playing like a very dumb version of D since I was very young because I got grounded. I think I've told this story on on the podcast before. Yeah. I was peeing on top of the urinal and then I got caught and I lied about it and I got grounded and whatever. So uh, I wasn't allowed to play. <laughs> oh, have I not? Have I not told this story? Sorry, Slurp is giving me a look. <laughs> Maybe you told it on stream then. You might have told it on stream when you were working on like drawings and sure, stuff for, for it. Yeah, okay. But, it okay. Familiar. Sorry. I will. I have never heard this. 
No, yeah. Well, it's fine. You could have heard it before. Okay, so I was in um, either third or fourth grade. I want to say it was I was in third grade, um, and I, I don't know, man. I was really easily succumbed to uh, to peer pressure, and uh, this one kid pissed on top of the urinal because it was funny. Like you know, you lean back and like like point your dick like in up up into the air so that it would like piss on top of the urinal, yeah. and we were eight nine years old Wait, so that was hilarious drainy thingy no it goes no. literally on top, on top of the urinal oh, you're it, yeah and then it goes everywhere yeah oh, yeah gross we were eight what do you want <laughs> yes so gross i'm gonna child shame you, <laughs> you yeah i know yeah right, yeah continue. yeah we were eight yeah that was rude <laughs> yeah um and so, you know, whatever, you know, he, you he was doing it. Poor custodians have to. And people, well, that comes into it. Okay. So uh, then we, uh, you know, they were like, oh, someone else should do it too. And I was like, <laughs> so I did it. I pissed on top of it. And then the fucking janitor walks in. Is <laughs> is like, uh, you know, I'm the one that got caught, you know, and otherwise I was like a super good kid. Like I never got in trouble whenever I was a kid. Um, I just, I just didn't. Uh, and so, so I got written up and I was super bummed out about it because I was a good kid. And when I went home, I, uh, I was like sad about it. And I was crying and I was like, it sucks. I got written up. It wasn't my fault. Somebody bumped into me. Y- you know, I lied. So someone bumped into me and I pissed all over it or whatever, you know? Um, and so my dad, you know, went to the principal's office with me the next day and was all like, you know, this was an accident, blah, 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 blah. And then the janitor comes in and he was like, no, it fucking wasn't. He was like leaning back and just pissing all over the thing. There wasn't, there was no bumping happening. And so I got grounded because I lied, which should have happened. I'm not saying that that shouldn't have happened. That should have happened. Um, And what I was grounded from was I couldn't go out. I couldn't have friends over. Um, and I could, I couldn't play on anything electric. So I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't play video games, whatever I had to read or I had to draw. And that's how I spent my time, you know, kind of thing. Right. And so I made a game because I was playing some role-playing game on the PlayStation at the time that I was really into and probably like legend of dragoon or, or a legend of mana or one of those, one of those games. And I was like, well, I mean, I could make that up kind of so i would make little drawings and they would have health and they would have an attack and then i would flip a coin so i drew it on paper and it was a coin and so i called it the paper game and that's why my role-playing game is called the paper game is because it's a game that you played on paper um and everything was a 50 percent chance which obviously sucks but you know i was eight so it's just how it worked um use what you got yeah, you use what you got. And I didn't realize until I was in high school that I had been playing Dungeons and Dragons just really stupid, essentially. And so that's the time in which I was like, oh, there's you could do other things with it. And so I learned from Dungeons and Dragons and I stole from a bunch of other different stuff. And that's eventually how my homebrew tabletop exists today that I play on stream. Small plug there on Tuesday nights. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> But yeah, and so that's 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 how that all started. But as somebody that did play that a lot growing up, both as somebody that could create his own worlds where what where what I wanted to happen happened, and also to see my my players, my friends be able to like 
experience living different kinds of lives and have agency in a way in which as a child you feel like you don't have because you live in a grown-ups world and like all these other kinds of stuff like there's so much good that can be done with tabletop games for kids i i highly highly recommend that like people get their kids into playing tabletop kinds of games. Um, there are some schools that have clubs for it in middle and high school to start playing D&D and other similar kinds of stuff. And like one of the nerdy teachers will be the sponsor for that and will DM for them. And that's fucking awesome. I mm -hmm. love that that happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, on that note, like, yeah, I, 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 think, I think more kids should play uh, tabletop games. I think it's really great for their development, I think. I agree. And for like 10 years, I've been sitting on this idea that I've been wanting to do because every artist that I've talked to about it has has pulled out. And so I... Well, I don't like pulling out if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's canon. He does, he, he's mentioned it on the show a few times. He does like coming inside. That's his Yeah, thing. it's true. It's my thing. So, you know. But... Uh... <laughs> But like, I think that it's important for, for people to be able to access these things from a young age. And so I wanted to create a mechanical system that was simplified and also a children's book series to go with it so that, you know, that people could experience this from a younger age without all the stigma that goes with it. Sure. Um, there are lots of games that are one or the other, but I haven't seen one that combines both yet. So, but we'll see. Yeah. But it's... And, well, we if you were play... looking for an artist, actually, I think I know of one. Um, his name is Turtle Pig Productions. He does all of the artwork for my Twitch channel. He's done a lot of art for other people. He also does all of the merch, too. I'm actually wearing some merch that his sister did right now um, yep. for the Hardly Knower stuff. Um, yeah, so he, has really, he has some really competitive prices, and you can, uh, you can hit him up on TurtlePigProductions.com to see all of his other artwork, get commissions, or, you know, just watch his Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Productions, and, you know, come hang out, learn some stuff, hang out with some tabletop, learn how to draw some things and and, and check it out. But yeah, um, if you're looking for a, a good artist that doesn't pull out, uh, Pig Productions is- uh, I'm putting that on my guy. Tinder from now on. That is it. If you need a good artist that doesn't pull out, I'm your guy. That's perfect. Sell Zell, I think uh, you are better at doing my plug, and I think I'm better at doing your plug oh, than absolutely. either of us are because, because of how much better we about hype each other, each other up. And we yeah, exactly. Each other so much. Yeah. You're my best I, I like you way more than I like me, bitch. so I can talk about you a lot easier. So yeah, agree. That's that's an issue I've always had. Like, it's hard being a writer because there's a certain amount of you know hate for yourself that's normal for the job, right. and it's impossible sure. to market that way. I can market because well, if you on edit. But me. The self-depreciating stuff doesn't, it just comes off as like pity or just like bleh. Sure. And nobody wants to see that. Like they, you know, they right. want to see you hype yourself up, but it's so hard <laughs> yeah, to talk exactly. highly of yourself. And if you edit your own work, because like I, I I write for work, right? And so like I have to edit my own work before I send it to an editor that then tells me your editing and writing sucks. But whenever I edit my own stuff first, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why did I write it like this? Like, this is awful. And so it's very hard to think highly of your work when you have to look at it and say, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong first. Yeah. I started a novel for an NRIMO one year. And I made the mistake of getting two or three chapters. For people that don't know what NaNoWriMo is, I know. But what is NaNoWriMo? National I know too, but the listeners may not. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's well, National Novel Writing Month. 
and it happens in November mm-hmm. and you can, you can Google it. Um, and it allowed like what you do, is you set aside a certain amount of time during November and you try to get a novel done start to finish yep. in November. 15 K right. What is it? I think 15K? So. Yeah. Um, 15 or 20. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I have gotten like five days into it three times and that's it. <laughs> so same. And my dad's won it twice. And now he's trying to get me to edit his work. And I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> Damn, that's that's impressive. I wrote Star Wars smut for one of them, so that was cool. nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. One of mine Ooh. was uh... what? Who? Who was in it? Who? Oh, it was all original characters. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but it started off that? with a fight scene and then immediately started with a sex scene. So, uh-huh. like, if first chapter fight, second, which featured a panic attack, which was very difficult for me to write as somebody that, you know, has bad anxiety. So that was fun. Uh, and then immediately after was a Sith woman uh, that was like Dom fucking a man. Uh, and then, you know, was like, get out of here. I'm done with you <laughs> kind of thing. So that was cool. Nice. That was fun. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That works. That works. But it's just, I don't know. And writing characters is the same way, but it's harder for you to have the back and forth experience when you're writing a character or reading a character than it is when you're playing one. Mm-hmm. And so there are all kinds of, we, we were playing a game one time um, and it was, it was a bunch of kids that used to, to go to this cyber cafe that I, I used to run. And, um, and we the cool life steamboat. Sorry, I'm just throwing it in there. Th- thank you. You haven't heard the cool stuff yet. But yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> um, and we were running a game there, and one of the one of the guys wanted to play uh, a girl, and the DM was like, "That's silly. Why would you do that?" And I, I said, "Wait, wait, wait. Last campaign, I turned a dragon into a goldfish and left it to suffocate in the forest. But that's too far. <laughs> like, come on, dude." <laughs> I feel this, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. Tangent. I know it's what we do all the time. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> uh, on this podcast, stay, I will not stand for this disorganized. I will leave. Hosting. I have had enough of this. I officially resign. This is one too many tangents. <laughs> There's salsa in my hair. Excuse me. <laughs> I just found salsa in my what kind hair. of sauce. Salsa. Salsa. It's sauce. I so, salsa. Sauce sounds gross, There's but salsa a, somehow is less I found gross. A I don't big know. chunk of tomato and some cilantro. Mm, good. Um. So, uh, as I'm sure anyone that's on the internet knows, nerds can be some of the most vitriolic, shitty people on the internet, which which sucks, right? Like I wish that wasn't the case, but it, it is the case. Um, the fact that people freak out about, for instance, God of War coming out and featuring, uh, you know, a lot more women and a lot more not white people in the characters. Like there's whoa, there's a main whoa, character. What? Yeah, I know. Uh, there's a there's a black woman that's a major character in in the game, and I know it's supposed to be based. I think the the recent ones are based on like Celtic mythology. I think is what the most recent batch of God of War is about. Um, the last one fucking, I saw was Norse, but Norse maybe it's Norse. I I don't fucking know. Um, I I play on PC, and it took a while for God of War to come over, right? So whatever. Um, but the fact that they lose their mind over shit like that 
but they're like, oh yeah, there's a giant world-eating serpent that can fuck things up, but God forbid a vagina comes on stream that isn't white. Oh my God, unacceptable. There was also like a big strong man who was built like a big strong man and Thor, Thor, Thor and, is and a big like, strong guy with a like, with a belly. Oh my yeah. god, he's fat, like blah blah blah. Fat people are blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, one, you've never seen a strong person in your life. Even strongman competitions, like literally strongman literally. competitions, look like that. You know, well, because so, they have to have support around their around their, their stomach, around their mm-hmm. spines. So they don't snap yep. in half when they're lifting big things. Like, and it just seeing just you know the amount of disgusting comments. It was just ugh. yep, it's it crazy gross. because like that Lord of the Rings series is coming to Amazon. Oh God, so. I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. These people are so angry uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. that there Yuck. are non-white people there. Like, yeah. Oh my God. There's, there's elves that aren't white. That's crazy. Dwarves, like, sick, hobbits, love it. People of color, what? Yeah. <laughs> magical rings and shit like that you know people that could turn into ghosts and stuff totally oh, fine scary. black people nah what <laughs> like what <laughs> so weird. The, the thing that gets me is this two-prong attack that they're like no well that's not historically accurate well okay, first off it's <laughs> fucking historically fantasy. accurate right. thing oh and but then secondly let's say it was history recently Let's say it was history, right? Let's 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 ignore the fact that you're wrong about it mm-hmm. being in a fantasy world. And mm-hmm. let's say we go back to like a feudal European medieval whatever, you know, era. Did you think black people got invented later? Like a black right? <laughs> Like they were here first. They weren't in Europe. I'm they like they were Spain. here first. <laughs> They're not in Europe. Does Spain not exist to you? Like what? <laughs> Do you think trade didn't happen either? Like it's going to, there's going to be black people in place. There were black people in Japan. Like what are you fucking talking about? Jesus was a white man with blue eyes. (laughs) (laughs) There was a uh, well-documented black samurai. So like, don't fucking give me shit about like black people being in other countries is anachronistic. It's not accurate. You're, you're, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Not only that, there's been a lot of pushback from the from the folkish side, um, the the bad like white supremacist side of of people who revere the Norse gods. Lately, there's been a lot of push. Mm-hmm. The, I've seen the that vast, on TikTok a lot. Yeah, the vast Asatra community is against them because, like, uh, as one Facebook group says, Odin didn't pluck out an eye for you to shit on black people, Kevin. But <laughs> they're they're like, well, what about this? That's not r- well. Okay, well, there were black Vikings too. Um, and I don't know if y'all know this, but if you look at the actual Norse stories about their gods, which, by the way, were all recorded during the period of Christendom, like mm. after Christianity had taken over the region, they're still on par. They're like tied for the gayest pantheon ever. Like they're just they're all so queer <laughs> and like relentlessly it. so. And it's the best thing. And so these people have no leg to stand on. Somebody was talking the other day on the internet about, they're like, well, what do you think about this? Trans people don't exist and, and blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Wait. Oh, have- that's that very whole wrong. Discourse, that whole discourse had me shaking. Oh, but, but one, one guy, I was like, I looked at his profile and this has been months ago. Um, not the most recent one I got. No, in. yeah, no, that one, <laughs> that one, that one, I just more so was like, 
and laughing a little bit. I wasn't shaking at this one. The most recent one was just more just like aggravating. But like I looked at this guy's profile and and he he worships. He's a he's a nursery constructionist. And I said, OK, what about what about all those times that Thor, the strongest of the gods, um, had something stolen from him and he, he could get it back in literally any way he wanted because he was the strongest of the gods. He could just go fist fight his way and get it back. How many of those times did he wear a dress and get married? And like, you know, not mm-hmm. being gender nonconforming is not the same as being trans, but like there's a precedent here for Thor dressing sure. pretty and marrying men. It happened very frequently in the mix. And being strong as fuck while he does so. Right? With a big uh-huh. beard and the red hair. Yeah. But like nobody wants to talk about that part. Sure. That's yeah, everybody. They want to ignore it. Is these are the same people that ignore some parts of the Bible. Like the they they'll ignore shellfish, but they'll say whatever Wait. about gays, even though literally the Bible never said anything about gay people. It was written about pedophiles, and then it was rewritten to say gays because of panic and people being assholes. In like, nineteen forty six, it first appeared in the German Bible because it you. had been ordered by an American group. Thank mm, you. There it is. In fact. Uh, Paul, who Christians love so much and ruined Christianity for everybody else, had to invent a word for the concept he was talking about because it did not exist. Yep. Oh, Paul. Sorry. Yep. Minor rant. Theological rant. Uh, yeah. How dare you no. rant on this <laughs> where we dare, talk. Steamboat, especially you. Yeah. You, you have no knowledge in religion at all. Not you, How Steamboat. dare you. Not this oh. one right here. <laughs> <laughs> but every time somebody's like, they, they act like trans people and non-binary people and agender people and gender non-conforming people Are were, new. were invented like in the late 90s and like some kind of like psyop. And I'm like, okay, well, newsflash, they've been around for all of recorded human history. We've had two yep. spirit in, we've had two spirit forever and two spirit people are, are, are shaman. And because they can tap into both the masculine and the feminine parts of themselves they are the best to heal and to take care of the people around them like and that goes back thousands thousands mm-hmm. of years like and you can't try to erase that same thing in the philippines native filipinos it was it was our witch doctors generally were um the the, the what, what was called bakla back then but uh which is different now that's just a term for gay but that's not what it was back then back then it was treated like a third gender essentially so yeah and i this is the thing this is the thing that happens over and over until the advent of european christianity specifically almost every culture and almost every religion had individuals they treated trans people, non-binary people, gender non-conforming people um, as as very important to their society. They were important Mm -hmm. spiritually. They had a foot in both worlds. They understood that was symbolic of them being able to cross and talk to the spirit world. Odin himself, um, there was, there's, there's two types of quote unquote magic in the, um, in some of the uh, North Norse myths. One of them was uh, see which was done exclusively by women. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one um, that was uh, gold that was done exclusively by men. And the legend goes that Odin 
went and through some trials to prove that he was worthy of going through the things that women have to put up with all the goddamn time, um, did that and learned both forms of magic. And after that point, anyone could. Hmm. But in order to do that, he had to put himself in a place where he understood how women felt. Mm -hmm. Small aside from the aside, sorry. Slurptor put his hair down just now, or at least just a couple of minutes ago, and your hair looks fucking fantastic. Uh, it really hair, by the does. Way. It's what, beautiful. We were talking about how Jesus is a uh, white, blo- uh, like blue-eyed <laughs> man. I was like, oh, is that when you did it? I didn't notice. Okay, <laughs> like yeah. this. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just wanted to say your hair looks fantastic, Slurp. So, thanks, man. Yeah. That was an awkward smile. Do you not like it when I compliment you? <laughs> no, I apologize. I'm bad, I'm bad at taking compliments. Oh, well, you look great. So Beautiful. I'm going to keep I doing it. it. Okay. So, yeah. I'm going to start blushing, I bet. I, it, it shows I very you. easily on your face. So, yeah. That's <laughs> a nice color to your cheeks. Yeah, I start a little. The one's on your face. Well, yeah, I would hope so. Important distinction. Important yeah. distinction. When I blush, my ass glows red. <laughs> my, my ass is also exposed on this uh, Zoom call. So that's oh, right. No, you don't go just like ass up first. Yeah, that's a different. That's for the ass Patreon. The <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta subscribe to my OnlyFans. There you go. Perfect. There it is. Daddy Baggins. You gotta switch over to like Fansly or something, man. OnlyFans is going under. So uh, you gotta. <laughs> I, I haven't logged in since the day I made the account. Oh, your daddy Baggins? Or, uh-huh. Yeah. That's your, your hairy hobbit foot uh, OnlyFans idea, right? Yeah, that was what I was going to do, but I never did it. I don't, I don't live next to. to the woods anymore. That's all oh. right. You don't need to. You don't need to live put next some, to the woods. Put some mulch on the ground. Just, just go to Walmart. Just go to Walmart and go to like the little fake plant area and take your shoes off just take step on a bonsai tree and fucking take a picture <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a kink right oh, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah people Somebody like somewhere wants to see that right i mean there's there's fetishes of people like like stepping on like food items with their feet and taking pictures of mm-hmm. that so maybe there's one for sure. you know I bet the people here in in my current home state would love that. There's a bunch of be some like that'd be like nature loving hippies. That'd just be like giant fetish, like not giantess, but giant because it'd look like if you're stepping on like a little baby bonsai, you'd look like a. Oh, it doesn't need to be a bonsai, but I mean, like sure. I I just in that instance though, (laughs) that'd be like a giant fetish. I think if you're crushing like a tree, like a little baby tree. Sure, for sure. Oh my god, yeah. So. Sorry, I was just scrolling through Reddit and I saw something I didn't want to see. So. <laughs> oh, that's what you get. Yeah, well, did yeah. you explain what it was? Yeah, well, okay, so um, one, it's Animal Crossing porn, so there's that. Um, cool. Is it the little cat? It is the cat. It is, oh, uh, it. yeah, yeah, Anka, which is like the little uh, like Egyptian goddess cat kind of character. And then it's a, one of the newer elephant characters who is um, putting his penis in her vagina and his trunk in her asshole. <laughs> Oh, I don't know that that's the best configuration unless you have a very specific kind. At least of, yeah. you can still breathe out of his mouth. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, 
normally like whenever I'm being intimate, I normally have to think like, okay, like now is a good time to breathe through your nose or now is a good time to breathe through your mouth. But for, See, but for him, it's trunk, like, it's very important. Like, if you like, had a trunk, you could just shove your nose just straight in. Just straight in her asshole. So that's cool. <laughs> and for other tasks, I mean, if you have a built-in snorkel, you can stay down until your jaws get tired. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're exactly. Good. There's there's no complaints like, oh, I can't breathe. Yes, you can, motherfucker. Stay down. <laughs> <laughs> What's your next excuse? <laughs> Oh my God goodness! Bless. Oh, that. All right, I need to scroll down. It's distracting. <laughs> like, 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 like. Oh, you kept it up. Yeah, yeah. It's just on my screen right now. Let me just, just let me hang it out. Right, All right there we go. Desktop. <laughs> yeah, I'll put that as my background. No, I can't. Sometimes I'll take Zoom calls for work on here, and like if I like share my screen or something, there's a cat getting DP'd by an elephant on there. It's probably going to be a bad. Like, I don't hey. come up on my next review. Like it'll, I don't. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. For you might sure. make some new friends. You never know. That's yeah. true. That's true. It's like that time I had that fan club on Facebook that I didn't know about. Oh, you sent it to us. <laughs> yeah, I, Steamboat, I just sent it to you too. So there you oh, go. Oh God. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not gonna open it right now. I love the tiny <laughs> sensor bars. Like, that's yeah, yeah. That, we've discussed that. that. We discussed that on our hentai episode. It's just like a small white strip. It's like I can see what it is. Like, I don't. Yeah, yeah it should. I and then there's also like a like an image of like a hand, and it shows like the different forms of blurring out mm-hmm. a phallic image in hentai. So it'll have like. The completely like bright, like white light, and mm-hmm. then with like a bar over it, and then like the sensor bits and mm-hmm. the mosaic. The other t- yeah. Yeah. And then one that's covering like just the tip. And <laughs> right. then sometimes it's just the like the was. frenulum that they cover, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what like, you can't see. It's that's still what a makes it porn. Like I said, no, yeah. The frenulum is what makes it porn. Yeah. No frenulum, no porn. No clitoris, <laughs> no porn. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's another one where they just cover the clit. And it's like just okay. the clit. I mean, you can see total P and V. Huge gaping hole, but like I can't, you know, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, no huge, clitoris, like leaking out. Yeah, with exactly. all sorts of different juices or liquids. Well, to yeah. be fair, it's still like less sex phobic, I guess, than most American censoring rules. Sure, or like for sure, you know. They'll cut out like, entire scenes of things, yeah, but yeah, yeah sure. Oh my god, everything must stop. There's a nipple, you know. Yeah. And right. This, mm. uh, we'll never show a penis, but we'll show you all of the boobies in vagina. Right. Not even man ass. Man yeah. ass is even hard to come no. across and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless. Um, if so you we show it, it better be funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can't be hot. You can't show sexy man ass. It can only mm-hmm. be a funny man ass. Um, we have deviated very far from the subject matter, uh, and we're about an hour in. Is there anything that you wanted to discuss that we missed? Um, I can't really think of anything. I, I will put out the call to anybody that's listening to this. That's not sis. Um, if you, if you have an opinion on this, let them know, uh, slide into the hardly know DMS and let them know and take a crack at this topic, because I know that I'm not the best person to talk about it. I'm just talking about my experiences. Absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, cool. Uh, co-hosts, other than plugs, did you guys want to say anything on this topic before we uh, transition to other things? Suck uh, my dick. Cool. Awesome. I, don't... I, I, 
that's fair to follow that <laughs> i didn't get a cool nickname so oh she's still mad about that oh my you god my dick that's what i have to say um that's what i would like to end with other than my plugs shall we all right on? shall we call maybe you should be uncensored frenulum maybe that yeah happens. there you go maybe. <laughs> um, try it off for walk around a little bit with it <laughs> Yeah, Does uncensored right? frenulum is that a new nickname? That's awful. <laughs> yeah, because uh, horse fucker was real cute. Horse fucker <laughs> is cute. That's a funny. It's it just rolls off the tongue. I don't know what you're talking about, Steamboat. Where can the lovely people find you? <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv slash Steamboat28. Uh, I'm also Steamboat28 on Twitter. I'm also everywhere as Steamboat28. If you can't find me that way, sorry. You're probably blocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Get cummed on. Um, cool. No, that's uh, the other account. That's the other. Oh, account. got it. Cool. Hashtag or at get cummed on. That's good. Um, Come perfect. I don't need to. I don't need to do a plug because Zell plugged me earlier. So Zell, where can they find you? All right. So you can find a turtle at twitch.tv slash take productions. <laughs> no, uh, you did this already. <laughs> Wasn't there a whole conversation about how you market best for her? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, sure. If you want to keep plugging me, I'll plug yours after. That's yeah, fun. I thought that's what, we were that's what best friends do is they just plug each other. Stop it. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm going to have to my own. You should also check. It. Oh, no. Poor Slurp Twerp. You can check out Slurp Twerp's podcast, Think Pod for Fast Cars. It's an exhaustive Cast. look at the fast. Sorry, you know what? Who's doing the plug? I was helping. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I stream sometimes. Oh, all right. So you're just half halfway through slurps and then like partially. You can find Zell at twitch.tv slash Zelestia. She streams all the fucking time uh, from 3 p.m. onward Pacific Standard Time. And on Sunday, she starts at noon. Uh, Thursdays is her day off. Saturdays are her also day off. There we go. Perfect. We have I, I got to tell show. you, she, she did yours a lot better than you did hers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, she's she's halfway in frame right now and is... Just being hilarious. One it's leg a, straight up into the air, too. It's an audio show. She doesn't need to be. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good. Oh, yes, there is a merch shop as well. Um, you can find that at designbyhumans.com slash shop slash taterpigshop. Uh, we have new designs up there every season. We should have a new set up here coming shortly. Slurp twerp. Other than uh, Thank Pod for Cast Cars, what are your other projects? Yeah, I do other stuff sometimes. Oh Jesus Christ! Just all right, cool. <laughs> Fucking that's so specific. What a strong. We do strong... Think sometimes on other platforms. Find us if you really care. <laughs> yeah, there you, you know go. what, listeners, you do the fucking work. You go find yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah. How about fuck you? How about that? <laughs> yeah. If you really cared about me, you know what my podcast is already. You're not my real dad. Seventy episodes into this, if you don't know already, what the fuck is going on? This is the most aggressive ending to an episode. Nothing. Find the old risky whiskeys while you're at it. Yeah, fucking. There's over. There's like over a hundred of those. So fucking do it. There's two hundred of them. There you go. Perfect. All right. Fucking Christ. Cheers. I love you all so much. Get cummed on. <laughs> what a, what a closer holy shit <sighs> sorry i was quiet all episodes so i had to let it <laughs> no it was good by all means
It's a big burst at the end there. Been there. I had to grip it and rip it and zip it. It was a cum joke. It was a cum joke. Oh, on this fucking show? No way.